dead. Sam! Did you hear about Magic Tom? Our producer? What about him? Well, like all great magicians, he did a vanishing act. He's gone. What? You mean he just disappeared? Exactly. He's nowhere to be seen. Rumor has it he was a spook all along. A ghost? No, a corporate spy. That's nuts. Yeah, it's bonkers, right? But it's going to be okay. We've got Brooke. Brooke? Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Hi, guys. Hi, Brooke. We were, um, just talking about you. Oh, really? Ted, are you blushing? Um, it's just, um, it's, it's really hot in here. Really? I find it kind of chilly. Anyway, Brooke, we need you to introduce us. Magic Tom has done a runner. He's vanished. Oh, okay, yeah, of course. I can do that. Hi, I'm Babbling Brooke, the producer of Sam and Ted's Famous Last Words. Welcome to the Babble Sound Studio, where we're sitting in on an American and a Brit, twisting each other's words, getting tongue-tied, and generally reflecting upon the strange beauty of that majestic, rather odd thing we call the English language. You're listening to Sam and Ted's Famous Last Words. Sam and Ted's Famous Last Words! (laughs) So Ted, we all know you have trouble getting out of bed, but really, pyjamas in the office? You couldn't be bothered to get dressed this morning or what? Sam, these aren't just any old pyjamas, they're the cat's pyjamas. I didn't know you had a cat, Ted. Especially one that wears pyjamas. Well, uh, I don't have a cat. You don't have a cat? Then what what are you banging on about? I mean, you just said you're wearing the cat's pyjamas. The cat's pyjamas is a saying. It means something really fancy and desirable. Like these pyjamas I'm wearing. Yeah, they are pretty fancy, it's true. Don't know about desirable, though. Are they, um, are they made of silk, by any chance? Only the best for me, my boy. Mm, Lovely. So, can you just help me understand this? You can use the saying, the cat's pyjamas, to describe your pyjamas? It seems very specific to be useful. Actually, you can use it to describe anything, as long as it's of high quality. For example, you, Sam, are the cat's pyjamas. Oh, stop it, Ted, you sly dog. You'll make me blush. Hmm... That gives me an idea. We have uh, lots of animal-related sayings in English, right? Yeah, right. Like um, like the birds and the bees. Yeah, we talked about that one in the last episode. It's a euphemism to talk about, you know, sex, the beast with two backs and all that. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I think I see what this is all about. Um, it's animals, right? You want to dive into the more bestial, that is, animal side of the English language today. Exactly. And dig through all those wild idioms and metaphors like a badger digging a hole. I thought that we could start with our first segment, which I would like to call Beating Dead Horses. What? You can't go around beating horses, Ted, dead or alive. 
Otherwise, we're going to have the animal rights people phoning in to complain again. It's an idiom, an oft-used phrase. Idiom or not, it's against my belief system. I'm a vegetarian. Hold your horses, Sam. There you go again, mistreating horses. It might be okay to do that sort of thing in America. Sam, let me explain. I wish you would. To beat a dead horse is a metaphor. It means to keep doing something useless over and over again. Mm, sounds like my life. We usually use it to say someone keeps repeating the same argument. Right, good. And to hold your horses means to stop for a second, to be patient and wait before continuing. Okay, so um, you're holding back wild horses, and those wild horses are your like thoughts, I guess? I mean, your actions too. It can yeah, mean physically okay. stop, hold your horses. Okay, you just don't want to run off in the wrong direction. Right, okay. exactly. Yeah. 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 I get it, yeah. We've also got don't look a gift horse in the mouth, um, which basically means don't question where something free comes from. Yeah, you just should accept a gift right? unquestioningly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think this comes from when you buy a horse, you traditionally would look in its mouth to see if it's in good condition. Right. Mm-hmm. So if someone were to give you a horse as a gift and you immediately looked at its mouth... It's like you're checking the value of your gift. It would be rude, right? Very rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so very rude. Don't okay. look a gift horse in the mouth. Don't do it. Um, then we've got another one. Sometimes people have used this to describe me, um, and that is a one-trick pony, someone with only one skill or ability. Now, come on, Ted, that's not true. You've got lots of skills and abilities. I can't think of what they are right now, but you're multi-talented, I would say. Thank you. And um, why do we say one trick pony? I guess it comes from the time of circuses when they would have um, a pony that would do some kind of trick, like balance on its back legs or kick a ball around or something like that, but it could only do one thing. Hmm. Okay. Um, Oh, this is a good one. To put the cart before the horse. Okay. You know that one? Yeah, I think I've heard it before, but maybe you could remind me. It means uh, to do the things the wrong way around, obviously. If you put the cart in front of the horse, you're not going to go anywhere, right? The horse needs to be in front of the cart. Makes sense. Simple as that. Any others? And the last one I have here is, um, I could eat a horse, which of course means uh, to be super hungry because, you know, horses are pretty big. If you can eat a whole one. Pretty big, pretty tasty. (laughs) I could eat a horse if I wasn't vegetarian, of course. I am really hungry. Are you just hungry or also dog-tired? What? Oh, dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that reminds me. Uh, we got an email from a German listener, Julia. Really? Fan mail? Hi, Julia. Yeah, hi, Julia. Um, so, Julia asked if you, Ted, would explain the following dog-related phrase. You ready? Sure. Julia writes, I have a question. Can you tell me... What are the mutt's nuts, please? I hear it many times, but never understand. Can you please explain? Uh, well, uh, the mutt's nuts are... Yes? Well, uh, a mutt is a dog. <laughs> oh, right, okay. And um, what what would the dog's nuts be? Well, um, the nuts are the, the best bit. Oh, right. Um, this phrase has uh, basically the same meaning as the bee's knees or the cat's whiskers. Okay, yeah, so just like the cat's pyjamas then, yeah? The mutt's nuts are, like, the best thing ever. I like the bee's knees. It's very English. In fact, 
You're the bee's knees, Ted. Oh, why, thanks. Hey, I've got another good dog one. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Whoop! Um, are you referring to me, Ted? You know, I'm not that old. No, I'm not referring to you, Sam. But what this means is that you can't uh, teach something new to somebody who's stuck in their ways, who has really strong habits, right? Well, that, that sort of does sound like me. Um, Okay, anyway. (laughs) So that was dogs. Um, What about cats? Curiosity killed the cat, Sam. Oh, yes. Very good, Ted. Uh, Curiosity can be a dangerous thing. Um, Sometimes it's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Ah, yeah. Don't ask too many questions. Personally, I'm a big fan of secrecy. Mm Mm-hmm. I suppose you've uh, never let the cat out of the bag then, Ted? Well, maybe once or twice, you know, it's a lot easier to let the cat out of the bag than to try to put it back in. Yeah, well, that's scratching and stuff. Yeah, they don't like being in bags, cats. <coughs> Anyhow, we also have idioms for sea animals, such as a fish out of water. And what does uh, that one mean? A fish out of water is um, used to describe someone who's in a situation that they're unable to survive in or cope with. Ah, okay. Um, we also have happy as a clam. I didn't know that clams were happy. Well, it turns out they are. They're very happy. That's what it means. If someone's happy as a clam, they're super happy. Could have fooled me. Um, <laughs> and um, then we have, the world is your oyster. I do enjoy an oyster every now and then. Oh, I've but seen you knocking them back. Yeah, yeah. Slurping them down. What does that one mean, though? Oh, right. Well, yeah, it means you have a huge range of possibilities. We can't forget the birds, No, Sam. we can't forget the birds, Ted. All right. Here are some bird-related idioms here. We've got uh, wild goose chase. Um, And a wild goose chase is a foolish or hopeless search for something that you can't get. I guess that's because wild geese run pretty fast and they can fly, right? Right, So if you chase them, you're never going to catch them. You're never going to catch them. No way. All right. We've got this one. This one's real common. To kill two birds with one stone. Ooh, that sounds a bit aggressive. It is a bit aggressive, but... It's actually quite a positive idiom. Mm -hmm. It means to accomplish two tasks at the same time. Oh, right. Clever. Nice. And then, of course, there are small animals. One of my personal favorites is like a rat out of a drain pipe. My dad loves this one. If I wanted to say someone was leaving the scene of a crime very fast or anywhere very fast, um, I would say they ran off like a rat out of a drain pipe. Bad does make sense. I've seen lots of rats run out of drain pipes and they're very fast. You've got to be fast. got to be, be fast, fast yeah. Um, then we have quiet as a mouse, which is very quiet. It just means quiet, right? Yeah, yeah it's an easy one. And then one that describes you again, Ted. Um, I might say to someone, there are no flies on you. But you're always telling me that I smell bad. Yeah, but that's nothing to do with the real flies. If you say there are no flies on somebody, it means they're particularly clever and they're not easily misled or tricked. That's very true. Yeah. Never been tricked in my life. Not once. All right, and then we have big animals. Nice. For example, you can have a whale of a time. Which is a really great time. Right. I a really great time. Mm-hmm. That's what it means. They're a lot of fun, whales. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think this is the last one. Yep. It? The last one here we've got is the elephant in the room. And the elephant in the room um, is a little bit of an ominous one. It means the big, uncomfortable topic that everyone is thinking about, but nobody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very English. 
And speaking of the elephant in the room, who's that guy who's been sitting over there in the corner saying nothing the whole time, Sam? Does he work here? Ted, that's that's Chad. Chad Deschutes. You sat next to him every day for the last year and a half. Have you got a little batty? Batty? You know, like, you got bats in the belfry. Are you completely mad? I guess I just have the memory of a goldfish. Nice to meet you, Chad. Uh, yeah, nice to meet you, Ted. We've met many times, but okay. <laughs> so, uh, what is it that you do here exactly, Chad? Um, do tell our listeners. Well, I write the English courses with the two of you fellows, but I've also spent a lot of time in the wilderness of Oregon, which makes me Babel's wilderness survival expert. Oh, yeah? You're a hunter. Have you ever eaten a squirrel? I can't say that I have, Ted. And I would consider myself more of a woodsman than a hunter. Well, trust me on this one. You aren't missing much. There's not much meat on a squirrel, and they don't taste very good. Are you speaking from experience by any chance, Ted? I mean, is that what people do in Wisconsin? Eat squirrels? I can't say that it's common practice, but when you're hungry, you're hungry. Mm, Yeah, that's true. Um, hey, Ted, the, uh, the beaver is Wisconsin's state animal, isn't it? No, dumbass, it's the badger. All oh, right. <laughs> what about where you come from? Uh, we've got the Surrey puma. The what? The Surrey puma. Yeah, and so in Surrey, which is the English county where I grew up, there have been many sightings of a mysterious wild puma. I saw it, actually, on the way home from school one night. It was uh, running across the street and then disappeared into the woods. A puma? You mean, like, a big cat? Yeah, well, it looked more like a big black dog, but yes. So, um, Chad, uh, does Oregon have a state animal? Sure, it's the beaver. You ever eat one of them? No, sir, I cannot say that I have, and I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I've eaten a horse, snails, and, and an alligator. You've eaten alligator, that's disgusting. Can I just say that as a vegetarian, I do not like the way this conversation is going. Now, Chad... Um, we've heard that you're a fan of what we call dad jokes. For any fatherless listeners out there, a dad joke is usually a bad joke. Yes, and if I'm not mistaken, Chad, you are a real dad. That is correct, fellas. And after years of fatherhood, I think I've really perfected my dad joke game. I've even got a few animal-themed ones if you want to hear them. Sure. Take it away. Yes, I suppose so, if you must. All right, you asked for it. First dad joke, a horse walks into a bar. The bartender says, why the long face? Bum, bum. Yeah, that's a classic, that one. Yeah, I've heard that one before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because a long face means, why are you sad? And horses have long faces, right? Precisely. Very clever. Very good. Okay, uh, well, what do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhino? I don't know, Chad. What do you get when you cross an elephant and a rhino? Elephino. Uh, (laughs) All right. Hell if you know. Right. It means you don't know, but it's also a mixture of between elephant and rhino. Yeah, that was... And that's why it's funny. Very good. Oh, right. Okay. Good. Okay. Carry on. Um, Okay, I got one. I got a good one for you. Can a kangaroo jump higher than the Empire State Building? I would have to say no, that's impossible. They can jump pretty high there, right? What's Uh, the answer? Of course. The Empire State Building can't jump. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, very good. 
Okay. Uh, you're already on a roll here, Chad. Um, uh, any more? I got one more for you. What do you call a deer with no eyes? Um, what do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. <laughs> no idea. No idea. Okay. Oof, wow, Chaz, uh, you really weren't lying. They uh, certainly were dad jokes. Yes, you're welcome, Sam. I'm not sure that was a compliment, Chad. In fact, it sounded a bit catty. Cats? There better not be any cats in here. I'm allergic. No worries, Chad. Sam's just feeling a bit crabby, I think. I'm not crabby. I'm in a very good mood. You're the one who's a bit waspish today, Ted. Is this another segment? This sounds like another segment. Oh, who invited this guy on the show? Mm, well, we could call it, um, I don't know, what should we call it? It's got to be called Animal Adjectives. <laughs> ah, yeah, right. Go on then. Let's hear some animal-related adjectives for describing people's personalities. Like catty. Meaning intentionally mean or rude or nasty. Or waspish, meaning pretty much the same thing. Very unpleasant. Speaking of wasps, it's a kind of bee, right? Yeah, right. And speaking of bees, did you know that I was a spelling bee champion when I was a kid? What's a spelling bee? Bees can't read. It's a spelling contest, Sam, but oh, right. for some reason we call it a bee. Anyway, I've got the trophies at home if you need proof. Sounds fishy to me. You saying what I'm saying stinks? I'm saying it sounds suspicious. I'm saying nothing. Good. Keep it that way. Don't be beastly, Ted. I'm not the one being nasty. Guys, you're both being pig-headed. You never listen to anyone. Yes, no, we, we aren't. do. Funny how a lot of these animal qualities are kind of negative, huh? Yeah, that's true. There are some nice ones, though, too, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, eagle-eyed, meaning someone has great eyesight or is very observant. Like an eagle, they miss nothing. Like Chad here. But it is true. I can't think of many positive ones. Um, but I do have wolfish. Wolfish, of course, means like a wolf. Um, Nothing to do with fish. Right. No fish. Or no wolfish, wool but wolfish. Yeah. Um, and it usually means that someone is greedy, hungry, or sexually crude. I would dispute this one. I, I think wolves get a very bad press. You know wolves are more intelligent than dogs, don't you? So lay off the wolves, okay? Um, what else have you got for us? How about ratty, of course. Ratty. 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 Resembling a rat. For example, um, you could say that someone has ratty eyes, like little small beady black eyes, ratty eyes. Is that a good thing or a bad uh, thing? That's a bad thing. Oh, right. Okay. You have Sorry. eyes like a rat. Again, I think rats are very sweet. I, mean, I think maybe it depends on where the rats come from. Yeah, my sister you know. had some pet rats for a while, and yeah. they were really cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then maybe the rats you see around the tube, the underground or the right. subway, they're not exactly. so, so nice. They're um, feeding off their bodies and things. Right. Along with describing people's eyes, you can use it to describe um, things of poor quality or that are dirty, um, like ratty clothing or ratty hair. Ratty hair, yeah. yeah. Like uh, my know, sleeping dreadlocks. Bag. What? My sleeping bag. Your sleeping bag is ratty? A, a bit, yeah. How do you Have survive in the in wilderness it? with a ratty sleeping bag? Just duct tape. Okay. Um, anyway, oh, um, this is one that relates to you. Ted, sheepish. I, I I don't think I have many sheepy qualities about me. I don't know. I think there's something sheepish about you. Um, but sheepish means to be sort of 
cheeky and embarrassed at the same time. Like you have a kind of sheepish grin. You've done something naughty and you're a little bit embarrassed about it, but you're sort of smiling at the same time. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. Right. And um, the last one I've got uh, here is sluggish, like yeah, a slug. A slug. What could that possibly mean? Does that mean sort of slimy and wet and it disgusting? It does not mean slimy, wet, or disgusting. No, right. It really just means slow or lacking energy. So oh, if yeah, you like okay. wake up in the morning and you're feeling really tired and mm. like you're moving Before really the first slow, pint of coffee. Right, you are yeah. sluggish. Great. Um, now what? All right, boys. So I know that you normally invite a guest on the show and you give them some kind of a quiz. But seeing as I'm the one who knows all about the animal kingdom, today I've prepared a little test for you. And I'm going to call it a pack of... Lies! Um, no. I was going to say a pack of wolves, which is what a group of wolves is called. <laughs> yeah, of course. A pack is what we call a collective noun. What sort of noun? A, a collective noun, Ted. It's a word that describes a collection or group of things. Or in this case, animals. So a pack of wolves, a pack, is the collective noun. That's right, Sam. You've got it. Is it a stack? Is it a rack? Is it Ted's old sack? No, it's a So, here's how this is going to work. I'm going to give you a collective noun, and then you two have to tell me which group of animals it's used for. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm champing at the bit. I can't wait. All right. Good. So, here we go. First one. Easy one. A herd of... Pigs. No. You don't call it a herd of pigs. Oh, herd of cows. Or horses. Cows. Very good. Oh, I was thinking cows. Donkeys? No. I don't think so. No. Okay. Cows, cows. Herd okay. of cows, herd of horses, herd of sheep. Herd of sheep, yeah, for yeah. sure. Shepherd comes from that, right? right. Shep, herd. Mm -hmm. Herd of sheep. Easy one to remember. Well done, boys. And uh, next one, another easy one. Uh, a school of? Fish. A school right. of fish, obviously. Yeah. Too easy. Okay. Getting a little harder now. How about a pride of? Lions. Wow. Pride comes before a fall, Ted. Pride of lions. Don't get like, too cocky. Like in The Lion King, they live on pride rock. Oh, do they? Yeah. Good to know. Ted's sharp. How about a pod of... Dolphins. Podcasters. Oh. Yeah, a I pod like of them. dolphins. A pod of dolphins, really? yes. Really? Really. Why a pod? I don't know. I Pods like both are... answers, but yeah, what? it's dolphins. Yeah, but it also I would say it's a pod of podcasters. Yeah. You know, if I was going to describe us with a collective noun, it would be pod. Right. Okay. Very good. Uh, yeah, next one. Here's a tough one. How about a parliament of... Politicians? I think there's a band with this name. Parliament of Owls. Yes. Yeah. How am I supposed to know that? Next one. A murder of... Detectives? Uh, dead bodies? A murder... Animals. A murder! A murder of... I don't animals. Know. A murder animals. of... Oh, yeah, animals. Crows. Crows. Murder of crows. Well done, well done. Makes yeah. sense, right? They're kind of... They, they eat dead stuff, don't they? Yeah, and they're, yeah, yeah. they're yeah. creepy. Okay, these ones are getting tough now. Get, get your thinking caps on. A seat of... Oh, I know this, I know this, I know this. Um, black and white, black and white. Uh, barking like badgers, badgers. Yes. badgers. Yes. I should have gotten that one. Yeah, you should have gotten that. Yeah, it's, it's your state animal. It's my state animal. Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed. You Feeling a little sheepish right now. You should be. 
Sorry to the state of Wisconsin for Ted. Okay, the next Sorry one. Sorry to the world for Ted. <laughs> a quiver of... Arrows? Animals, Sam. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I keep forgetting. Quiver. It's a quiver. What's what that, what that thing you're doing with your body, Ted? I'm, I'm trying to give you a hint, Sam, because I feel oh. bad that I know more. Give me a bad hint. Oh, snakes. Close. What is it, Ted? You know. Quiver of cobras. A quiver of cobras. A quiver of cobras. A quiver of cobras. Correct. Because yeah, yeah. they are quivering all the time, shaking. <laughs> it's true. I, I'm questioning the logic of any of these things, but um, carry on. Yes, okay. Next one. A cauldron of... I know this. I know this. Bats. Yeah. It's bats. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's a cauldron of bats. Going back to Ted's bats. <laughs> Next one. A business of... Oh, again. I know this one. Yeah. It's, uh, I'll give you a clue, Ted, though. Um, something people keep in their trousers. People keep this kind of animal in their pants. Yes, it's a common practice, at least in the UK. Ferrets. We don't keep ferrets in our pants in America, Sam. Do you not? We okay, do. we do in the UK. It's a common okay. thing. Okay, yeah, cool. all right. I like it. Uh, the warmth, I think. Um, anyway, yeah. All keep, right. Keep moving on. Um, so a business of ferrets. Yes, a business of ferrets. Okay, last one. Here we go for the win. Okay, I'm for ready. The game. I'm ready. An unkindness of... Ravens! I knew this one. Yeah. And then kindness of ravens. Did you know um, there are ravens that live at the Tower of London in I London? I did know this. And <laughs> if they fly away, then the monarchy crumbles. Exactly. That's the myth. Right. Was that it, Chad? That was it. So, um, Boys. Well, that was we wonderful. The, Thank you. We have the final score. Well done. Yeah, let me uh, tally up the scores real quick. Uh, da, 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 uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Both tied. At 62. Very well done. <laughs> Fantastic. Well done. fishy about that. Anyway, great, great work. Thanks, Chad. All right. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it, listeners. You've got all you need to add an animal touch to your English. Yes, that's right. And thanks, uh, survival expert Chad. It's been really wild having you on the show. Hey, guys. Um, you guys should call this show Sam and Ted's Imaginary Menagerie. You know, like a zoo full of imaginary animals. A zoo. Yeah, we'll 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 think about that, Chad. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we have sadly come to the end of Sam and Ted's imaginary menagerie. Um, but if you have any comments, listeners, um, any questions or suggestions, you can tweet us at Babbel or write us an email at podcasting at babble.com. <laughs> No animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast.